trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. And welcome back to another month here on the Topical Resort. Um, there was no song, despite the fact that I'm trying to tell myself there was a song, because for some reason I'm in that mode currently. So yes, uh, today we're going to be focusing on the Xbox 360, the second in the Xbox line of consoles, and more specifically my favourite, and perhaps one of my favourite consoles of all time. So, love it or hate it, the Xbox brand is, a, is viewed as a continuation of Sega's much-loved Dreamcast, so Sega fans have to tolerate it at most. Over here at the Topical Resort, however, we mostly love Xbox. Mostly. And respect one console in particular. So, so on today's Topical Resort, we'll be taking a look, in a longer episode, at the Xbox 360. First, we're going to start you off with an absolute Radio Sega classic. So, from Sonic Freeriders, this is the theme of Metropolis Speedway, right here on Radio Sega.
And officially, welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Bayonetta, an absolute uh, classic game for the Xbox 360. You know, one of the games I heavily associate in terms of Sega with the console. Um, originally released in 2009 in some places, although released in 2010 in others, I believe. Um, yeah, it was released on both PS3 and Xbox 360 at the time, although the PS3 port was dreadful. And uh, a lot of people in here would agree that PS3 in general is dreadful, but that port was particularly bad, so most people tend to associate that game with the Xbox 360. And rightfully so, because it's an awesome game. And before that was from Daytona USA, the Xbox 360 version. That's also on the PS3 version, but the Xbox 360 version came out first. That was Let's Go Away, Arranged, because um, a number of tracks in that game have an arranged version, where they're basically... Um, rearranged for the HD version of the game and I'm more keen on the originals mostly however there are some good arranged versions of the tracks and kicking off the block there was from an Xbox 360 exclusive one of the only exclusive games in Xbox 360 for Sega that was Sonic Freeriders and theme of Metropolis Speedway uh, Sonic Freeriders was a game for the one of two games Sega released for the Kinect peripheral which many people have Questionable opinions on. I personally don't like it. Most people don't like it, although there are some people who, some for, for some reason, stand by it, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> yeah, but um, that, in particular, that's a dreadful game. It barely even works. The game, the gameplay, and the music are fun, but because it's next to non-functional, I think most people just tend to not really like it. But yes, now officially, I can welcome you to the Topical Resort. Today we're going to be talking about the Xbox 360. As you heard me mention earlier, we have an extended episode. Yes, that's right, there is no Sega Mixer Drive on next. Unfortunately, that'll be on at sun that'll be on Sunday at 7pm for three hours of awesome Sega music. So that means we've got a bit, a bit of extra time, so we'll be playing more music, there'll be more talk, there'll be more calls, and most importantly, there'll be more roasting of Jamie. Speaking of which, why don't we look at who we have in the chat room. We have Doom Girl, we have Missit Cheese, we have a Cry Bristol, we have Um I can't see what's just an image and what what people are actually saying. We have Sarah Rose, we previously had a few other people, I believe. Uh let's keep looking. We had Electric Boogaloo, although this was very earlier on, and we also had Twinny, which was also a lot earlier on, and Rexy. But yes, we have quite a lot of people here in the chat. Clearly everyone just loves the Xbox 360, you know, and myself included, obviously absolutely adore the console. And I think that seems to be the general consensus. I think most people most people seem to really like the Xbox 360. And personally, I can't disagree. Great console. It does suffer sort of, like very slightly, from the issue of like nowadays, like the later, like the the later the peer, the later the 360 and PS3 got into their lifetimes, the more they just sort of felt very generic. And I felt that about the 360, like from launch in 2005 to around 2012 the console was sort of like brimming with character and then around 2012 they decided yeah let's make this into a media machine and suddenly all that character just got taken away from it and the newest version of the Xbox 360 looks exactly like the Xbox One you know it doesn't look unique like the older models do and it's just sort of like uh, this console was so cool but they ruined it right at the end which is such a shame because the legacy I'll always remember it as is well, it, it after a while it turned into a media machine after, you know, the first few great years of the console. And apparently we now have uh, Shaddix and we, and we now have Twinny, according to this. So, um, 
We've got a few people in the chat, and before I um, address, uh, before I address the comments in the chat, I just want to say, um, hopefully my microphone's sounding all right. If you're listening on the podcast, or if you're listening right now, um, I was actually messing with my microphone settings a bit, and I've, I think I found something that actually sounds better than what I used to use. I've messed around slightly, and it's a bit of a bodge because um, the audio is delayed by like half a second, so you're hearing me about half a second later than I'm actually speak, than I actually. You're hearing about half a second later than I'm actually speaking, which is going to be slightly problematic during the call-in. However, I have a workaround there where I can just use my normal microphone. But for now, hopefully, this sounds maybe a bit better. Um, yeah, so now we can go back into the chat room and see what everyone's saying. So, we got a few people talking about uh, Bayonetta, and I also just want to say um, we got... Since we got Doom Girl, she's filling on on behalf of Veritex. He wanted to be here a bit. Is a hockey game, so um, he asked me, to, you know, play some great music, and he also asked me, more importantly, to roast Jamie, Mister Wonder Man. So Jamie, you suck. There we go. Okay, that's the first roast of the night. Hopefully, they get a bit easier from now on. So um, what was everyone talking about that I was going to talk about? Uh, a Cry Bristol says, I, I actually was kind of jealous of my brother for owning a 360 because I owned a PS3 and wanted to play the good version of Bayonetta. Still prefer the PS3, but oh boy, that made me salty. I really love both, but if I had to pick one, Xbox 360 any day, but the PS3 has another special place in my heart as well. Twinny says, my dad used to own an Xbox 360. His only games for it were sports related, but still, at least you had an original Xbox and you could play Jet Set Radio on backwards compatibility. Eh. He has some games. The mic sounds really good. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, so aside from that, I actually have a question of the week. This isn't something I ever really do, because I feel like it sort of copies Rexy and everyone else who does questions of the week. And I normally don't do them because I also have the topical thesis, which in in of itself is a question of the week. But this week's question of the week is something I thought about the other day, and we were talking about this in my own Discord, which I'm not going to plug here because um, it's unprofessional, of course, but no. Um, so we were having this conversation the other day, and I would like to know, what is your favourite Xbox 360 dashboard? In its lifetime, the Xbox 360 had about five versions of its dashboard. Um, let me look them up. You had the original, which was Blades, then you had NXE, then, uh, what else did you have? Yeah, after NXE, you had another one, which I cannot actually remember the name of. Oh, then you had the Metro design, and then there was like two other versions of the Metro design. But I want to know, what is your personal favourite uh, Xbox 360 dashboard? Mine's quite stereotypical, this is the one I think a few people will probably say. Mine's the NXE dashboard. Um, this was the one that originally came on the console when I first got it, which was in 2010. But I just really like the way this this dashboard works. The, the sounds it made, so nostalgic. You put, you put on the dashboard like a video of this dashboard today. And you just listen to those sounds compared to the new ones, which just sound fairly generic. And, oh, it's, it's amazing. I just love the way it looks. In general, it's, it's so clean. It just works perfectly. You know, it looks, sounds, and feels gorgeous to use. And it's such a shame that they scrapped it for the new Metro design on newer dashboards, but whatever. Aside from that, I'd like to know. I'll also be posting this on Twitter for those of you over there who aren't in Discord. By the way, Discord. But, um, unless you guys have anything else to say, um, 
Unless you guys have anything else to say, I think I'm going to get on to some more music. So, going to kick things off from a tr- from a of a track from a game which is universally hated, except for a few people who said it's apparently the best Sonic game. Which, eh, <laughs> what's, what's going through your heads? But yes, aside from it being a dreadful Sonic game full of glitches, us, fortunately for us here at Radio Sega, it has some great music. So we're going to kick off this block with a track from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. From Wave Ocean, this is Wave Ocean, The Water's Edge.
star. Yeah. Your bones sparkle with beauty. You swing your hips. You walk with purpose. Confidence and determination. You have nothing to hide, but everybody knows under your cape. They're the little carrots.
search the radio Sega Fan Choice Remix of the year 2017 is heating up. On Sega Mix Drive, we have one more guaranteed candidate left to find, as the last seasonal poll is live for fans of the show to state the 10 favorite remixes of the past three months. Simply fill out the form at radioic.ga forward slash SMD Autumn. The form will close on the 1st of December at 9pm UK time. These are the tracks available to vote on in the Autumn selection. Rich TV and Flint Scott got first jammed down as 22's chemical plant zone. Gamers also think there are no nights at all. Theme of a strategic revenge. Insane of the red music sets his jazz hands down into the depths of the aquatic food zone. NPC knew that wherever he was going, he would be around friends. The NPC remix. Only two Persona 5 mixes this time. Gabba Kuhn in 96 did one of them, Blooming Villain. No socks, the artist for the known as Blue Magic. Still a track that sent us all sky high. Carolyn B. 5000, the stake excursion, Bowie Cat went to look for a diamond in the sky. The other Persona 5 cover was from DJ Cutman, HJ Covers, and Dodger, Beneath the Mask. Bob KT got to eat up beans to help him revisit the Sonic Classic. Can you feel the sunshine? 17. Hammy Jones and Trey Nobles took it easy under the skies and just decided to live life. The first of three microtracks in this set, first of all, is a bomb through Sonic 1's Scrap Brain Zone. James Landino held onto the tornado as he flew his way through Act 1 of Mirage Saloon Zone. Andrew Moniz got down and dirty at Sonic 2's Oil Ocean Zone, the phone crack cover. Skyrocket wanted people to follow him and trust him as he would escape from the city. The consoles gathered together as the second act here to jam chemical plant zone. The Relay Brothers, 24 people taking turns! That's a crazy way to do Studio Blitz on Act 2! The second track from Micah had him just running into a box and facing invincibility. Toxel's Entrail sent a load of friends to the other side of the rainbow to cover Sonic Boom. High 209 met up with Chuck D. Head during his quest, helping him through his last leg. The final Micah track is also finally name. A big encounter at Sonic 1's final zone. Croy got all spooked up for Halloween with his cover of Sonic 2's Mystic Cave Zone. Sonic Yoshi Blade covering Mystic Cave as part of Candy Corn 2. Cave Mushrooms. Johan Anderson went back at RK Classics as he jams the theme of Afterburner. Todd felt very nostalgic for his own trip to Studiopolis, so it's 90s retro remix. Jonathan Young and Armin Gray put Sonic Forces on the map, knowing fun is infinite. Yoshi Blade did more Sonic on Candy Corn 2. Chemical Plant had his own caustic vapors. Ben Briggs will be the third and final artist to tackle Sonic Mania's Studiopolis zone. DJ Joe continued the tiny verse brigade with more Sonic Mania, the safe select screen. The Plasmas got posted on all remix with their sound waves echo cut, Geofactura. Finally, Voya sealed the year with more Sonic Mania and his take on Press Garden Zone. <laughs> Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History. And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from our lovely Rexy over on the Sega Mixer Drive show. That was um, a poll which you should totally get voting for, radioSC.ga forward slash SMD Autumn. And um, basically, Rexy's trying to find the remix of 2017. That is a separate category to the Song of 2017 awards that are currently going on as well. And uh, that is the final poll, and you have until 9pm. So until 9pm you have to vote. So get voting for your favourite remixes from what you just heard from that bumper, and yes, you might have a chance. Your remix might have a chance of winning. 
Before that was from Sonic Generations, that was City Escape Act 1, Escape from the City. An absolute classic remix, it's done by Cash Cash, for those of you who don't know, and for those of you who don't know Cash Cash. They make a lot of charts music, more specifically like Top 40 and not Radio Sega Top 40. They, I don't particularly like any of their more pop-ish stuff, but... That is such a great remix, I don't care anyway. Same with their uh, Radical Highway remix that they did for the 3DS version of the game. Before that was from Hell Yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit, and um, the title of that game, you know, super ex- super extreme, and so is that game itself, but that was the bunny song, the super cute song that plays in the super cute level. And starting off the block from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, that was Wave Ocean, the water's edge. As in edgy the hedgy, because that's a staple of Radio Sega at this point. So during the song break, we actually uh, got some responses to the question of the week. Uh, the question of the week, in particular, for those of you who don't remember, because it's been quite a while since I actually, I actually talked. So the question of the week was your favourite Xbox 360 dashboard, and there were quite a few options. There was the original Blades dashboard, the NXE dashboard, or the newer Metro dashboards. They were all the options you were able to vote for. And um, my vote went to the NXE dashboard. Absolutely love the NXE dashboard. Uh, as for ev- as for everyone else, though, um, we did actually get a few responses during the break. So let's have a look. So Akira says NXE had by far the best dashboard. Everything looked clean. The sounds were great. Plus, it was organised perfectly. I was okay with the Blaze dashboard, and I'm very eh on the Metro dashboard. But NXE just prefer just perfected it. Pre- they just perverted it. Yes, that is exactly what they did. Um, NXE, I wish they'd just bring that back. Or, like, you know, make it optional, as in you can turn it on in a menu or something. Because the thing is, like, Xbox, 360, Xbox 360 hacks, for example, JTagging and RGHing, you can actually install a version of the Blades dashboard known as a Freestyle Dash onto the 360. And it's just like, well, why can't you just put this as an option or something? Obviously, you know, you can't use Freestyle Dash, but why don't you just use, you know, like, why don't you just recreate it and put it as an extra option in a menu or something? Because, you know, I, I deserve to be able to use this again after so long, because I love this dashboard. Um, and we also had a response on Twitter, which was, the original NXE dashboard, so easy to use, so many memories, which is exactly my response as well. Um... Oh, we actually had quite a few um, songs that I forgot to put into the uh, requests. So I think I'm going to remove that one just because that person originally had two. Um, This person requested something. Okay. Apologies, I need to do this before I forget. So we can put that one in somewhere. I think I'm going to put that... There, yeah, okay. Um, two people have requested different versions of the same song, so um, I'm going to include one version of it, and hopefully that, hopefully that pleases everyone. And if it doesn't, I, I apologise. So um, up next, as you heard just then, is Hasty History, and this is where I go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible. So obviously, we're going to be going through the history of the Xbox 360. So it was first released on November 7th, 2005. Development for the console actually began in 2003, around the February time. Two peripherals were released for the console. One of one of them being oh both being cameras. One of them was the Xbox Live Vision camera, which not many not many people remember. And the other one 
is um, the other one was the famous Connect, which we've obviously been talking about here in the chat room. Um, there were three revisions of the console release: the Xbox 360 Elite, the Xbox 360 Slim, and the Xbox 360E, the newest console, which I don't particularly actually like. Um, the console overall sold 84 million worldwide, making it the best-selling Xbox console to date and the sixth best-selling console of all time. The console was discontinued on the on the 20th of April 2016 after 11 years on the market. The saddest 420 of all time. April 20th was when the Xbox 360 was continued, or discontinued, not continued. Oh dear. Yes, uh, they couldn't. They couldn't affect our state for that, really, could you? Um, aside from that, up next is the request resort, actually. And for those who don't know what that is either, you don't seem to know a lot of these things. So the request resort is where you can request music relating to the topic of the episode, and you can send it to me anywhere. Um, Doomgo actually brought up a good point, so I, that I feel I should clarify. Um, you can request any Xbox 360 uh, sake of music. Not just not just exclusive to the Xbox 360. So if even if it was multi-platform, but it still appeared on the Xbox 360, it's eligible and you can request it. So you know, go ahead and get anything in there, because I will more than likely put it on the put it on the playlist. Because tonight we've had a lot of requests, and all of these are awesome. A few of them are remixes. In fact, most of these are actually remixes. But yes, very excited. We got we're gonna have like a massive block, at least twenty good minutes, I'd say, of awesome Sega Xbox 360 music in just a second. But before then, I'm gonna do a few things. I'm going to check around social media and gonna check a few other things. And I think with that in mind, we are going to get into the music because there is some solid stuff, and I really wanna you know just listen to it. So. We're going to kick things off with a track from Sega Racing Classic. And I think, I'm betting you're thinking, that wasn't on the request resort list. And I've never heard of that game. And uh, there's good reason for that. So, in 2009, Sega released a game to the arcade. It's called Sega Racing Classic. Um, however, it's not... It sounds like a pretty generic, you know, racing game. But you may recognise it because... It's actually Daytona USA, except the issue was they couldn't get the Daytona license back, so they literally just removed the title, removed the Daytona USA title, and removed the lyrics to "Let's Go Away" because that makes references to Daytona USA, and everything else is the exact same. They just had to re- change those things in order to make it uh, make it so they could release it. However, this is eligible because even though that's an arcade game, later on um, the Later on, Sega Racing Classic was actually used to build the Xbox 360 version of Daytona USA, which was allowed to use the Daytona license, meaning meaning it is technically a Daytona track and it is technically eligible for this show. So, this was a request by Electric Boogaloo. We're going to kick these things off with a track from Sega Racing Classic. This is the arranged version of Sky High, right here on the Topical Resort. Request Resorts.
What a tune, what a tune. Welcome back to the Top of the Result right here on Radio Sega. I, as always, am your host, Green Vaporate. And today we're going through Sega games on the Xbox 360. And what you just heard there was, funnily enough, from a Sega game on the Xbox 360. That was from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. That was the Sega shop, and that was a request. Specifically, a request by Veritex, who wanted something from the Sega All-Stars series, and I suggested that maybe... Uh, or... He didn't give a specific track, so instead I just picked that one out, and absolutely adore that. I adore that game in general, but we'll get into that in just a second. And before that, from Sonic Hedgehog 2006, that was Dreams of an Absolution, Theme of Silver, and that specifically was the LB vs. JS Remix. That that specific version was requested by Lost Impact. Although, no, that specific version was requested by Lost Impact, although, um, Acquire Bristol did request the original version of Dreams of an Absolution, which I decided to, you know, roll those two into one since we'd be playing the same track twice, and I thought that would work out better. So, yeah, that was a request by both Acquire Bristol and Lost Impact. For that, from Space Channel 5, that was Mexican Flyer Remix. Uh, Doomgirl wanted something from Space Channel 5, didn't specify a track, so I went with that one. Because I didn't want to go with you know any of the well-known songs from the game, or it's a remix of Mexican Flyer, but I didn't want to go with any of the you know the main songs because I'm gonna actually have a topic next week, which has Space Channel 5 in it, and I'm of course gonna have to play some music from that. For that was a request by myself. That was from Delta Brony, and more specifically, that was a remix of Sonic 4 Episode 2's Sky Fortress Act 2, a track which everyone knows I absolutely adore. That was a Eurobeat remix, and um, obviously there were a lot of Initial D jokes in the chat because you know, absolutely love Initial D here at Radio Sega, and that's an also awesome Eurobeat track that you know resembles the music from that series greatly. Before that was a request by Jamie, and. Um, yeah, it was by Jamie specifically because I'm not getting involved in this. So from Nights into Dreams, that was Dreams Dreams Kids version, a very controversial song because it's it's Marmite. People love it or hate it. Most people seem to hate it. And there was a pitch, there was like pitchforks. There were uh, torches, and you know there was a riot against Jamie in the Discord because not many people seem to actually like that track. And so uh, we are keeping up with our roast Jamie quota for the evening, as requested by Veritex. And kicking off the block was a request by Electric Boogaloo. That was from Sega Racing Classic and later from Daytona USA for the Xbox 360. That was Sky High Arrange, a remix of Sky High that appeared specifically in the new versions of the game. And now it is time for um, the, se- the segment where I just ramble. And the reason I ramble is because we're going to be talking about all the games that were on the request resort list. And specifically, we're going to be looking at um, just any game that was released for the Xbox 360, not even the ones that are on the request resort list, because I know I did miss a few. But, um, yeah, so let's get started. Off by the Climax. Bit of a controversial one to start off with, because everyone loves this game, but no one can play this game, because it's no longer on Xbox Live Arcade or PlayStation Network. It's such a fantastic game, but it's also such a shame that no one can actually play it. Um, if you can find a copy, I'd recommend it, because it's such an entertaining game. It's one of the only Sega games I've actually, outside of Sonic that I've actually 100 percented It's that good. Um, I know my local game actually has codes for it, and uh, <coughs> wink wink nudge nudge, I will be giving away a uh, code for this game for the PS3 at some point in a future event. Maybe a future event that's coming up in possibly two weeks' time. Hmm. 
what event could I be referencing? Um, after that, Alien Isolation, what a fantastic game. I really do need to play this, but I hear so, so many great things about it, I'd highly recommend you check it out. I'd probably say get the PC version, because that has the most content, and it also looks the nicest, that's also a benefit for horror games, but you know, I, I'd still recommend you get it whatever, wherever you can. On the flip side of a good Aliens game is a bad Aliens game, Aliens Colonial Marines. Uh, this is a very interesting game, I wouldn't recommend you pick it up, or if you do, I'd say pick it up for a laugh, pick it up on the cheap, and you know, have, have some good times with friends, because it's Sonic, it's Sonic 6 levels of bad, you know, it's a game that you can have fun with drinking with friends while playing, although I wouldn't know that experience, <laughs> wink wink nudge nudge. Um, Anarchy Reigns, such a fantastic game, really fun gameplay, and more importantly, Amazing music, great soundtrack, I'd highly recommend you check that game out. Armored Core 4, don't really know too much about it. Bayonetta, once again, absolutely fantastic game that most people tend to associate with the Xbox 360 more than any other console. It was released on PS3 at the time, but as I mentioned, it had performance issues on the PS3 because it was ported by a team which had never worked with the PS3 before. That's a recipe for disaster, that one. Um, yeah, so... It was also released on Wii U along with Bayonetta 2, they released them in a double pack, and then it was released this year on PC, so that means it is eligible for Radio Sega's Song of the Year 2017 awards. But yeah, Bayonetta, I'd probably recommend you check it out on the 360, you know, keep it authentic, don't play it in the new versions, because even though I'd say the Wii U version's probably the best version, but you know, keep it authentic, play it, play it on the original console. Uh, Binary Domain, don't really know too much about Binary Domain. <laughs> Castle of, Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Um, I A few months ago, I wouldn't have recommended this game, because this game, along with Afterburner Climax, and Outrun Online Arcade, and Sega Rally Online Arcade, and all those other games, got delisted, and um, yeah, you could no longer play it. Which is bad, because we like playing vid video games, funnily enough, here at Radio Sega. But um, yeah, they took it down and you couldn't buy it anywhere because it was digital only and then the digital release went down but um, all of a sudden on March 31st which is a date you might like here at the Topical Resort considering it's the day we opened our doors uh, on March 31st the game actually went back up onto the digital market so you can now buy it again it's a fantastic game and I'd highly recommend you check it out not really sure if I like it as much as the original Mega Drive version but I do quite like the remake I'd, I'd say you get it Crazy Taxi, um, if we're talking about the Xbox 360 version specifically, a pretty shoddy port, you know, um, it's forced to widescreen, or sorry, stretched to widescreen, it's not even proper widescreen, has a new soundtrack which doesn't sound anywhere near as good as uh, Bad Religion and The Offspring, you know, they're awesome, and it doesn't sound, it just doesn't match up with the older versions. Crazy Taxi's a great game, this is not a great port, however. Condemned. I hear good things about this, although I don't really know too much about it. Cyber Troopers Virtual On series, this is really the same. I hear fantastic things about these games, and I know I'm going to get like a bashing from some members of the Radio Sega community, because they all really love this game, but I just, all, all these games, but I just haven't really played it. I'd like to get the one, I'd like to, what, I, it's, um, Oh yeah, I'd like to get Denu Senkai Virtual On Force, because that is... I hear there's fantastic things about that, and that's also on 360. More specifically, physically, and it's also um, region-free, meaning I can play it, even though it's Japanese and 360 is region-locking. Yeah, I'd recommend you check them out if you can get your hands on them. 
Daytona USA, fantastic ports, you know, widescreen 1080p gives you the options of a um, newer old soundtrack. Yeah, definitely look at that one. Full Auto, don't know anything about that. Hell yeah, Wrath of the Dead Rabbit. We were talking about this on um, the Halloween episode. This is a bit of a, just, a, 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 you know, a bit of a, a mixed bag for Sega fans. Everyone either really loves it or they really hate it. Uh, I myself, I'm more, I'm more inclined to love it. And I know there are a few people in the chat who really love it. I'd re honestly recommend you check it out on the PC rather than the Xbox 360 just because... Actually, yeah, prob I'd probably say that because... The twin stick aspect of the console version is nice, but I think this game just works a bit better on keyboard and mouse myself, even though I'm not a huge keyboard and mouse guy. I'm, I'm the type of person who plays shooters with a controller, you know, not exactly <laughs> the biggest fan of keyboard and mouse, but I just feel like it really works well for this game. Jetset Radio, the complete opposite, because that's a game that does not work well um, with keyboard and mouse, but this is a very good port to the Xbox 360. I'd highly recommend you check out this version just as good if not better than the original Dreamcast version. Nights into Dreams, this is the same. Um, the the base game itself is a very good port. It's a great port and I'd highly recommend you check that part out. But where it's lacking is Christmas Nights. Because Christmas Nights into Dreams was a Saturn demo disc, we talked about this a few weeks ago. However, the new versions of it, the Xbox 360, PS3 and PC versions, are missing quite a lot of the stuff from Christmas Nights such as Sonic into Dreams, uh, score attack, link attack, karaoke mode, and just all that sort of stuff, they, it's missing. Oh sorry, time attack and link attack, not the score attack. Yeah, but it's just missing so much stuff that it should have, but it doesn't have, unfortunately. But, yeah, check out, check out Nights of Dreams on PS3 and 360, but perhaps, you know, don't don't buy the or don't buy it if you're expecting to play Christmas nights because you're going to be missing on a lot of stuff. Outrun Online Arcade. This one has been taken down, so you can't play it. However, <coughs> modded PS3, so I'm all good. I can play this again. But yeah, I actually do quite enjoy this game. It borrows a lot of stuff from Outrun 2. So if you have an original Xbox, maybe play Outrun 2. If you can't get a hold of this, but yeah, very good game. Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Don't really know too much about this except I hear people love the original Persona 4, so maybe this is similar. Check it out. Uh, Fantasy Star Online, oh sorry, Fantasy Star Universe. I hear good things about this one as well, but I don't really know too much about it. Renaissance of Fate, I haven't had anything about. Res HD, a game I could talk about for hours. I love Res, and Res HD is a great port of the game. Um, this was in the days before Res Infinite, which is the PS4 HD. Okay, so there's, there's Res on the uh, Dreamcast, there's Res on the PS2, which is the exact same version as the Dreamcast version. Then there's Res on the Xbox 360, which is Res HD, and then came Res Infinite, which is the same as Res HD, but with more content and supports VR, and that's on PS4. Res HD was a very good port, because it came out in like 2008, but the, towards the very beginning of the Xbox's life cycle, and yet it looks absolutely gorgeous. Like. Res was already a stunning game anyway because it's one of those games where it doesn't focus on like hyper realistic graphics but its main theme is sort of like you know pixely technology and upgrading that to HD it looks fantastic it is glorious 
Get Res HD if you can, although if you have a PS4, get Res Infinite, it is the definitive version, but Res HD is such a good port anyway that you're not missing out. It, the only thing you're missing out on is the extra levels that are in Res Infinite, otherwise you're not missing out on much playing this great port. Rise of Nightmares, um, I believe this was the Kinect game. I hear good things about this game, except obviously, um, except obviously it's for Kinect, so that hampers the experience a bit, however. I hear it's one of the games that's not really affected too badly by the Kinect, unlike, um, unlike, uh, Sonic Freeriders, sorry, I had, a, I, had a, I had a brain blank there. Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection, this was the first Xbox 360 game I actually had, and, uh, yeah, it's just a collection, and we talked about collections, um, at the beginning of last month, so check that, check that episode out if you want to know more about collections, but... I do quite like this collection, you know, there have been better collections in the past and there have been worse collections, it's just sort of up there, but I love the aesthetic and I love the uh, opening theme, that, that's so awesome. Go and listen to it on your own time. Sega Rally Online Arcade, um, I need to look this up because I actually don't think this was on Xbox 360. And yes, there is the, there is the lovely keyboard sound. Um, it might have been on Xbox 360. Okay, it was on Xbox 360. Never mind then. I I thought it was only on P. I thought it was only on um, PS3, but apparently it wasn't. So yeah, okay, that's still e eligible. I don't know much about it except it is apparently a lot like Outrun Online Arcade, and it borrows elements from Sega Rally Revo. So you know, check out those two games. They're Sega Rally games. How wrong can you go, really? Sega Superstars Tennis. I really like this game. Um, Obviously you can tell Sumo Digital were a bit out of their comfort zone because their comfort zone is driving games, but it's a pretty good tennis game all things considered and all the Sega references are greatly appreciated. Particularly my favourite part is playing Puyo Puyo with a tennis racket and <laughs> playing Space Area with a tennis racket is also pretty cool as well. A Sega Vintage Collection, um, this was the title given, th this was basically the title given to all the classic re-releases on Xbox Live. On PSN they went under a different name. They they didn't have the Sega they didn't have the Sega Vintage Collection brands. Instead they were just marketing their original games. So rather than being Sega Vintage Collection Alex Kid, it was just Alex Kid. Um, Sega Vin yeah, so Sega Vintage Collection. The reason I put this here is because even though it was just a brand they used for their digital re-releases, did actually have some original music like in the menus and stuff. So that's why I counted it. Um, they did release some pretty good. They did release some pretty good games for the brand, I guess. So check it out, but mainly listen to the music, because that's the entire reason why it's there. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Love this game. Great. Although I'd probably recommend you check it out on PC, because the PC version has more content. It has way more characters, and it also has DLC, which means even more characters. Um, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. I could gush about this game all day. Favourite racing game of all time. Probably my favourite Xbox game of all time. I, I've spent so many hours in this game. I tossed it up, and as I said in the chat room, I have spent collectively 500 hours in all versions of the game. That's how much I love this game. Great music, great gameplay, just pure fun. It's not like All Stars Racing Transform, which I think takes itself a bit too seriously. It's just goofy kart racing action for all the family. I'd highly recommend you check it out. Sonic CD. Sonic CD uh, obviously was a Mega CD game later ported to consoles such as 
the GameCube and PS2, and it was also on the PC at some point. However, this is the Christian Whitehead 2011 remake, which supported widescreen, um, supported both soundtracks, allowed you to play the special stages in 60fps, and it made a bunch of other changes, which made it much nicer to play. Get this version over any other version available, except maybe the Mega CD version if you want to feel a bit authentic. Sonic Freeriders, I mentioned this earlier, I feel like this would be such a great game if I could just play this with a controller, but that's the issue, I cannot play this with a controller, I need <laughs> I need to play it with the, um, with the damn Kinect, that's the issue, because the Kinect barely works. Maybe check this one out for a laugh, but you're not really going to get much substance out of this one. Sonic Generations, absolutely fantastic game, um, great gameplay. Great music, great levels, great package in general. I probably recommend once again you play this one on the PC just because I'm not usually like, you know, graphics and frame rate um, driven. Like, you know, I bought the Switch version of Sonic Forces over the PS4 version, which runs a lot worse. But um, this is the one case where I feel like this game, 60 FPS, makes this game look so gorgeous. I'd recommend you play this on PC, and there's also so much extra content in the form of mods compared to the console version that you'll find yourself playing it for absolutely hours. But yeah, the 360 version can't go wrong. Sonic Generations, great game. Sonic the Fighters, this appeared in the arcades, and it was meant to appear on the Saturn, but never did. And then they ported it to Sonic Gems Collection, which was for the GameCube and PS2, just like Sonic CD. And then they made an HD version for PS3 and Xbox 360. No PC release for us, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, this is a very good port. I'd highly recommend you get this. It also added extra content such as Metal Sonic and Robotnik being playable in two-player mode and Honey the Cat being playable uh, in all modes. Honey the Cat obviously being a reference to Honey from Fighting Vipers and uh, that's a game that might sound familiar if you've ever listened to my name. <laughs> <coughs> I did miss the, um, the SADX port. You are correct, uh, Dean. Um, don't play SADX on Xbox 360. It's dreadful, it's in 4x3, it has tons of screen tearing, it has a really awful border around it when it should be 16x9, um, the controls sometimes feel off, you have to pay extra for the mission mode, don't play it there, play it on PC. Once again, PC becomes the uh, console of choice, because, or becomes the platformer choice in this case, because... PC version of Sonic Adventure DX can be modded so you can make it widescreen 1080p 60fps. You can use any controller you want, obviously, and most importantly, there are mods now which mean you can convert everything to look like the Dreamcast version. So all the original textures in the Dreamcast version, which were different to the DX version, bam! You know, you can play it with all the original Dreamcast stuff. It looks amazing. So maybe play it there instead. Uh, Alicia Pugli says why I played the wrong version of Sky High earlier, because it was the version that was in the game's files. Because, yeah, that's why. Um, aside from that, a few other people have said stuff. Oh, also, Electric Moogly! <laughs> I didn't, I don't think I clocked you there. Um, yeah, I played the karaoke version, you are correct. Uh, you know, it's great Sega Bass Fishing, yes, I'll talk about that next week, though. Next week? Whoa, what could I possibly be talking about next week? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Awful game, do not play, just listen to the music, except some people in the chat room actually like it. Sonic the Hedgehog 4, Episode 1. Yes, play this game. Play it immediately. I'm joking, of course. Um, it's an okay game, 
but I quite like the music, I'm quite fond to it, even though it might not be the best, and the gameplay's okay. Sonic 4 Episode 2, I actually really like this one. This one has great music, and it also has, in my opinion, great gameplay. Check this one out. Sonic Unleashed slash Sonic World Adventure. I really like this game. This is actually my second favourite Sonic game. Um, the Werehog was a bit tedious, yes, but I really enjoyed the... Ad much like Sonic Adventure, I just really enjoyed exploring the world and, you know, going slow and taking my time through it. Um, yeah. Aside from that... Sorry, I'm reading through the chat room because I'm still getting flack for playing the karaoke version. I will play the correct version because it's such a good song. Um, yeah, I will also need to re-upload it to Radio Sega because I uploaded that wrong technically. Yeah, Sonic Unleashed, I'd highly recommend you play this one because it's, it's really good. Uh, the Cave, don't know too much about it. Vanquish, don't know about too much about it. Virtual Fighter 2 and Virtual Tennis 3 and 4, don't really know too much about them. I apologise. Uh, Mystic G says, Sonic Unleashed was my first 3D Sonic game. It was one of my first... Actually, I think it was my first 3D Sonic game, and it was a great 3D Sonic game, and uh, some people feel really old for that, but get over it. Um, anyway, I think we're going to get into some more music, and then after this we're going to have a topical thesis. So we're going to kick things off with a track that is a remix of a track from Sonic Unleashed. So, from the Sonic Stadium music album 2011, this is Mind, Body, Soul for Apoclose, Windmill Isle.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Topical Thesis. And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Anarchy Reigns, a.k.a. Max Anarchy in Japan. That was Demise, one of my favourite tracks from that game. And I tried to go for one that I haven't played on this show before because I do tend to play a lot of music from that game. Before that was from Cyber Troopers Virtual On, and I believe that was from Virtual On Force. That was Cry If You're Lost Rainbow, or as Shadex pointed out in the chat, Lost Rainbow, because somebody tagged this track wrong because it actually has two R's instead of one, so Cry If You're Lost Rainbow was played just there. Before that, from the Sonic Stadium Music Album 2011, that was Mind, Body, Soul. Apple's Windmill Isle mix, as done by DJ Ear, and that is a remix of Windmill Isle Day from Sonic Unleashed. And now it's time for the topical thesis, where I take an opinion that I've come up with or I've heard from somewhere around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it. I give my three points for my three points against, and then I come to a justified conclusion based on whether I agree or disagree with the statement. And um, normally at this point in the show, I'd be going, <gasps> I'm only on the topical thesis and we're 45 minutes into the show, but fear not because there's no Sega Mixer Drive after us, so we've still got plenty of time left, even though we normally only have 15 minutes and tons of stuff to get through. So, today's topical thesis. Should Sega partner more with Microsoft in the future? As always, give my three points for, my three points against, and come to my conclusion. So, let's get started. Although it's not really a link people bring up nowadays, the Xbox line of consoles was considered a continuation of the Dreamcast. Obviously, you know, with it being considered a continuation of Sega's consoles, surely Sega should partner with them more because they're continuing their legacy? No? Okay. It it was worth a go. Um, Sega's more mature titles have usually done better on Microsoft platforms than other consoles. Anarchy Reigns, Bayonetta, Mac, not Max, uh, Binary Domain, all of them are done very well on Microsoft platforms when you compare them to something like Mad World on the Wii, which did incredibly poorly because it was a mature, incredibly violent title released on the Wii, a console mainly marketed at families. So when you consider that, surely it'd be a smart idea to market or perhaps make their mature titles exclusive the Microsoft brand, or the Xbox brand. Meh. Uh, Microsoft and Sega in the past have had a very solid relationship, and maybe would be willing to make it work again. You know, Windows CE was a operating system on the Dreamcast thanks to their great partnership. Um, the original Xbox was meant to have Dreamcast backwards compatibility thanks to their partnership. You know, they've, they've gotten very well in the past, why can't they get on well in the future? And the present, if it, and the bad future, if, if we're talking about Sonic CD. Um, so, three points against. Although it's liked by audience... Uh, sorry, this is a bit of a controversial one. <laughs> Although it's liked by audiences, the Xbox One X is not particularly popular with developers. And this can be seen by the amount of titles that end up on the PS4 and not Xbox One from Sega. So, they may not be willing to work with Microsoft based on the amount of games on their competitor. I mean, weigh it up. Normally, normally, like the only games that are exclusive to PlayStation in terms of Sega were Miku in the past. But now, look what you got. You got all the Yakuza games, all exclusive, even though in the past they were sort of bringing them to other platforms. The Persona titles, now all exclusive to PlayStation. 
you know, you've also got, um, we've already got Miku, which we've already mentioned. You've got the English translation of Puyo Puyo was exclusive to the um, PlayStation. And all these other like games, which don't come to Xbox One but come to PlayStation, would, make, would lead me to believe that surely, if they're not bringing stuff to Microsoft, then maybe they don't have that good of a partnership anymore? Big shout, but maybe, you know, that might be it. Uh, Sega being exclusive to Microsoft would actually hurt all Sega fans more than it would help Sega. You know, there are Sega fans who don't want to buy a console, just play one specific game, and at the end of the day, you know, if it's a first-party title, I can understand making an exclusive, like, if it's a Microsoft game, it would make sense to have it on PlayStation. But Sega are a third-party developer, it would make sense to make their games exclusive to one platform, and all that does is damage the people who want to play it, because now they have to go out and buy another console, and all you're really doing is actually limiting sales by just, in general, doing a greedy move. And finally, um, Nintendo and Sony are also huge money makers for Sega, and just by focusing on one platform, they'd lose quite a lot of money. You know, Nintendo does quite well for kid games for Sega, or you know, more child-friendly stuff like Sonic and Monkey Ball, and all those general sort of more cutesy, I guess, franchises. As PlayStation tends to do well with you know JRPGs and in general weeb games, which Sega have quite a few of nowadays. So that. You know, it makes sense to section stuff off, you know. Child-friendly games, okay, that goes to Nintendo. Weeb games, okay, that goes to PS4. Mature games, okay, that goes to Xbox One. You know, if you do it all like that, you're going to make the most money compared to putting everything onto one console. Surely that'd be a better business plan? So, in conclusion, Sega are a company I love. And the Xbox brand is a brand I loved in the past, fell out with for a while, but now I'm back in love with them again once more. Although I think ex full exclusivity to the Xbox brand would be harmful to both Sega and its fans, I would like to see them maybe get a few exclusive games on the platform here and there, and hopefully form a new partnership. So yes, I would like to see Sega partner more with Microsoft in the future. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places that you can get in your opinion. You can get in your opinion on Twitter, at Radio Sega, at Topical Resort, at The Green Vibrate. You can send it in through Discord, RadioSC.GF4.Discord. Feeling a bit old-fashioned, send it in through IRC, RadioSC.GF4.IRC. You can send it in through Facebook, Facebook.com, RadioSega. You can send it in through an email, TopicalResort.Gmail.com. Or you can send it in through a Radio Sega private message, I am Green Vibrate, over on the forums. And you have all those different places, you can send me your answer. So now, why don't we go ahead and take a quick look at the Discord. So we got tons of people actually in the Discord right now, talking away. Uh, Mystic Cheese says no, because Microsoft is bad. Fair play, I know there's going to be some people in here, um, I know there's going to be some people in here who disagree, but one of those people is not Sarah Rose 96 because she says, for the topical thesis, the F word and no really speaks to mind for me. As Microsoft is absolutely rubbish. <laughs> I mean, fair play to you, you know, I can understand that because the Xbox One, oh, it's a touchy subject. But yeah, um, and Doomgirl also does bring up a good point of Xbox isn't popular in Japan. The 360 was very popular, or not very popular, but you know, it was sort of the cult classic console, you know, everyone who had a 360 in Japan loved it, but it wasn't like, you know, the console over there like it was over here. Yeah, but um, the 360 was the only Xbox console that people in Japan really enjoyed. The Xbox One and the original Xbox never did well in Japan. 
Um, Akrai says, what Puyo Puyo Tetris is on Switch, though? I was mostly talking about the fact that it was on PS4, but it wasn't on Xbox One, more so than anything, because that strikes me as weird, because there is an Xbox One version, because it came out in Japan, but they didn't bring that version over when the Xbox One is popular over here for some reason. So surely that would mean that, by default, they don't have very good of a relationship with um, with Microsoft because surely if there's already a Xbox One version just needing to be translated, not even having to do anything else with it, why why else would you not release it? That's the only conclusion I can come to there. Um, Akira says, I want I wonder if Microsoft um will ever pull out. If, if we'll ever pull out of Japan with the Xbox, I think they're very close to it. I remember seeing, <laughs> I remember seeing a report where they sold like next to no Xbox Ones one week. It was something ridiculous, like they sold thirty Xbox Ones in Japan one week, thirty whole consoles. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, then it, it's not very popular over there. To be honest, though. But yeah, I w- as I said, I would like to see Sega partner more, more with Microsoft in the future. Uh, oh, this seems to be quite. This seems to be quite divided. So, so f- we now have three people disagreeing. Uh, at Q- at Q- Cube Dragon X on Twitter says, "God no, Microsoft sucks and ruins everything." So, so far it's three to one. I, I technically three to two because I think Doom Girl agrees with me. Everyone doesn't really want to see more Sega partnerships with Microsoft. So there we go. That's, that's how we're going to leave this segment. We'll come back. In um, we'll come back in a short few after a music break, and we'll be back with the Discord call-in, where you can have a chance to have your say by ringing in on radioessie.jf/discord, grabbing a microphone, and from there you have a chance of being on the show. First of all, we're going to start this off with another remix. Um, this is more so an official remix from Fancy Star Series 25th Anniversary Concert Symphony. Um, this is a remix of a track from Fancy Star Universe. This is Save This World Vmix right here on the Topical Resort. It's not too late It's our home so don't say that it's fate We must not give up To build our future on a dream
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In Okay, right, so in theory this should work. I have switched around my microphone setup for now because for the Discord call-in, I need to use a different microphone setup to avoid the lag. So, hopefully this sounds all good. Uh, if not, let me know. But yes, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard there was from Sega Racing Classic, also known as Daytona USA for the Xbox 360. That was Sky High, the arranged version. You may notice we played that in the show previously. That's because I played the karaoke version by mistake, and that was the version actually requested by Electric Boogaloo. For that from Afterburner Climax, that was Afterburner Climax, Re- Climax Remix, amazing name I know. That was requested. By, that was actually requested by Jamie, however that was already in my playlist, so it was my own, but Jamie requested it as well. After, uh, and before that we had from Fancy Star Series 25th Anniversary Symphonic Concert or something like that, Save This World V-Mix, that is a remix of Save This World from Fancy Star Universe. And you may notice, this is actually a track from an Xbox 360 game. This is uh, Kuma Kuma Circus from Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. And I believe this is the first time Persona 4 Arena Ultimax has actually come up on a topical resort. So yes, I can finally actually say where this track is from. I absolutely love this track, actually. Which is why I had to pick it for um, a talk bed. But yeah, it's actually from an Xbox 360 game, fun fact. Um, aside from that, I think... We should get into some calls. So, without much further ado, I think we're going to get into our first call of the night here. And, um, you know who it is. I know who it is. And I'm going to go for him first so we can actually have, you know, someone different on next. So, Dragon Man, um, he's not ready. Oh, shh. <laughs> I win again. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Ha ha ha, you don't win again. You were talking, though, so I win. Mm, who said I was talking? The per- you, because you were saying, um... <laughs> anyway, Jamie, what would you like to talk about today? Eh, uh, you suck. Well, yes, that, but what else would you like to talk about? Eh, uh, some of your information when you talked about, uh the list of Xbox 360 games. <sighs> Go right ahead. I don't know if you saw it, but I posted them on Discord. Let's start off with Castle of Illusion. What about it? Uh, even when it was delisted off Xbox 360, PC, and Steam, it was still available. It was available, but you just couldn't purchase it, was the point I was making. You could still purchase it. How could you still purchase it? Uh, because it was still available on iOS, Android, and Windows 8 devices in the Windows 8 Storm PC. Huh. Interesting, but, um... <laughs> surely they just forgot about it, that version. It was, uh, was it published by Disney instead of Sega? Huh. So, technically, Disney had the rights. They kept those versions up. Uh, Disney have the full rights to the game, no matter what, like, to the coding. Ah, okay. But, yeah, um... So, next thing, what should I talk about? Uh, Alien Isolation, you're seeing there's more content on PC. One again. 
Oh, well, technically, it's the same amount of content, but yeah. And I'm not counting mods. Well, I was I wasn't counting mods. I thought there was more DLC, or is it the exact same amount of DLC? Seven pieces of DLC for the game across uh, five different platforms. Huh, maybe play it on the Xbox 360 then, but it's a horror game. You want the best you want the best looking graphics possible. Maybe in that case, play it on the current gen instead. Yeah, don't, don't be like me and get it on PS3 for five ninety nine. <laughs> because the thing is, you can play horror games on last gen, but I think you'll probably enjoy it more with better graphics. I, I'm not into better graphics and stuff like that. But in genu in general, just like um, I don't know, I feel like this is sort of game where the graphics do actually sort of matter. Horror games. I don't know, uh, Resident Evil. For example, I think the perfect thing is also Silent Hill. Silent Hill is a good example in that how sort of bad I guess the graphics are also sort of makes it because it sort of makes it more ominous in a way, and that's why the HD collection of Silent Hill isn't as good. Yeah, was it was Silent Hill? uh, The original thing that made it scary was the fog plantations. Yep, and then they removed the fog from the HD version, and now it's just sort of. Yeah. Anyway, we're going off topic, like usual. Yeah, that's not that's nothing new for this show. So, what next do you have to complain about? Uh, nothing because I just thought I'd have to. I had to point those two things out. Okay, right. So now we know you're waiting for it. Go ahead and talk <laughs> about Nintendo, Jamie. Nintendo. I don't want to talk about Nintendo this week. Huh. That's a first. That's so not a test because I didn't talk about Nintendo last time either. Okay, so I guess give a rundown of your experience with the Xbox 360. Uh, yes, uh, let's start off with, uh, was it? Sega Superstars Tennis, I think that was one of the first games I played on the 360, on the Sega Wars. I was expecting it to be somewhat of a more arcadey field than virtual tennis, but it was actually something that stood uh, on its own as well. I think that's sort of what I felt of it. It did its own thing when I was expecting it to be more so an arcadey game, as you said. Let's see, Mega Drive Collection, well, the Mega Drive games in one collection. It's a pretty good collection. It's just a shame they couldn't uh, make it more region friendly because uh, no matter what version of the game you got, you're stuck with the uh, Genesis cover and artwork for the games. That's true. And I also thought Sonic's Ultimate Genesis collection was a bit of a sell-outy name. It's clear they just put Sonic on it for the, uh, for the, for the money. But Sega Mega Drive yep. Ultimate Collection is a much better name. You know, it makes it feel more official. Like, look at this, it's a Mega Drive product, and brother, look at this. It's a Sonic game. Look, it has Sonic on it. P- p- please buy it, please. We pump it's got Sonic. <laughs> Mr. Cheese in the chat says Norwegian friendly. Instead of more region friendly. Oh dear, okay, so just. I guess what's. Throw this a bit on its head because we never really talk about this. We always talk about first experiences. So, what was your most recent experience with the Xbox 360? Uh, Sega Wars on on Sega. Uh, both. Sega Wars, I 
think the last game I played on the Xbox 360 was uh, Aliens vs Predator, I think. Hmm, and what did you think of that? Uh, a decent first-person shooter, especially for something uh, license-based. <laughs> Anything is better than uh, Alien Colonial, Colonial Marines. Yep. I was saying, and most recent non-Sega, uh, last, what was it last game I played? Uh, Doom 3 BFG Edition. Ooh, controversial one. Uh, what was your opinion uh, on it then, I guess? Uh, so far, I've only actually played Doom on the collection. <laughs> uh, at least you played a good game on the collection, rather than <laughs> Doom 3. Uh, let's see another uh, other games I've played uh, was it on PC or PS3 uh, so Jet Set Radio I played on uh, PS3 Hell yeah I played on PC thanks to the uh, Valentine's gifts yeah when it went free for a while yep uh, Nights Into Dreams uh, played a little on Steam still not a big fan of it Mmm. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna kill you. Sonic Generations, uh, much better on PC, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, Sonic, uh, Sonic 4 Episode 1 and 2, I played on PS3. Which I got for 99p. <laughs> You're not telling this story again, Jamie. <laughs> It still makes me laugh. I got them both for night and ante. And um, I guess make it quick. Favorite game on the Xbox 360. Favorite game on the Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, Sega or non Sega. Both. Oh, sorry, either. Either Sega. I'd have to say. Um, what'd I have to say? Bayonetta. Yep, that's a pretty good pick. Non Sega. I'd have to say. I was going to say Portal 2, but that's better on PC. It's, uh. I can't really think what my favourite is on Xbox 360. Probably Rise of the Tomb Raider. Pretty good pick as well. But, uh, anyway, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there any last words you'd like to get in before I drag you back to the chill out? Yeah, next time you do a list, make sure you get all the games. And that's all he gets. I get to cut him off. Yes. <laughs> in, all, in all seriousness, no, thank you so much to Jamie for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, I had to get him off. I had to get him one more bullying incident just just to keep Veritex happy. Up next, we're going to get someone else onto the show. So let me just message them to see if they're ready. And if they're not, it's completely fine. Um, Electric Boogaloo says, This may not be controversial, Oh, this may be controversial. I don't have an Xbox 360. My cousin, however, has an Xbox 360e. That is very controversial indeed, because... Uh, that, that is a crime. A crime that cannot be forgiven, because the Xbox 360 is great. But anyway, I'm going to drag someone else on now. Haha, <laughs> surprise! Hello. Ooh. My children. Hello there, Dean. And what would you like to talk about today? How beautiful you are! No, that's not yes, true. but maybe <laughs> later. Yeah, we we can do that. Xbox games, right? Xbox games, Xbox in general. Yeah. 
I used to have one. I I went through like three Xbox 360s. I went through a hat trick. Yeah, I went through a hat trick. I had like three red rings, and that's when I said, right, nope, never gonna have have one again. And then then got a PS3. Then I sold it. (laughs) (laughs) Doom Girl's not gonna have any. Not gonna have good luck trying to listen to me, is she? Uh, no. (laughs) I speak too fast. Mm, yep, that's me. Yeah, that's, all, that's, that's a big problem, isn't it? Yeah, speak too fast. I don't know why, cause I'm, I'm doing that as well, but I'm not rushing because we're 20 minutes behind schedule. And in there's fact, nothing following us anyway, so... In fact, I think we're 40 minutes behind schedule because I normally end this segment at 22. Well, you need no rush, are you? No, not really, because, no. you know, nothing on till 2am, and even then I don't think what's even on. Yeah, oh, I'll have to go to bed soon. <laughs> I've not been on Arizona for a while. I don't think I don't think voice is even on tonight, is he? Alaskan. Anyway, yes, so 360. Um, guess favorite yeah. games. Oof. I put so many hours into Halo, Halo Three. Halo that was, Three. That was, that, that was my jam when I was younger. Halo Three. That's a good pick. I, I myself oh. was a bit more of a reach man, but Halo yeah. Three was a damn good game. That was that was my first. Online experience uh, with the 360. I've done like you know PC before that, but console-wise, if like are you playing with all my friends who had it? No one had. No one played PC games with me on on the PC. No. So when I went onto 360 and played online, sadly I had to pay for it quite a month for that. <laughs> my mum mm. did. Xbox Live is just in general is way too expensive. And no. PlayStation PlayStation um, Plus is worse. You already worse. know my stance on it. I already don't you so. Well, no one else does, I guess go ahead and say you're yeah, standing. I don't like paying that much money for maybe if it's like a maybe if it's like a dedicated service, you know, like World of Warcraft. That's a yeah. dedicated thing. I don't mind paying for that, like seventy quid a year. Done. Twelve months there. For Microsoft, half the games get shut off after so many years. So uh, you go back to it, it's like, oh hey, let's try and play this game. Everything's dead. Everything's dead. Whereas when you go on PC, you can find servers and people are still playing it. People are still playing the original Doom via other means online. Whereas probably on Doom on Xbox 360, it'll be dead in a few years. It was like, you can tell... I guess you can tell which games are popular or, you know, which games Mm. the communities like the most based on if they have fan servers or not. I mean, so many games on the Wii have a fan server. So many games on PC have a fan server. How many games on it that were like multi-platform on 360 have like a fan even, server on PC? Even uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle has a multiplayer mod you can do. Me and yeah, Daddy, but that, yeah, but that's lo- 21 did that. That's local hosted though, isn't it? Like one person hosts it on their computer rather yeah. than it being a server. We had fun trying to do that. I need to I need to do that again at some point because once again, <laughs> PC PC is life for mods <laughs> for it old is. games. I'm not you know, trying to do it on Xbox now, but it's all paid and that, isn't it? Oh, it's very underwhelming. Yeah, I guess. But, I don't know, I think Xbox Live was way too much money. But mm-hmm. then, PlayStation like, Plus. As well. <laughs> That's what I don't like. It's like once they started adding games to it, it's like, hey, you want some value to your Xbox Live? Free games! Oh, you don't actually own them now. The, th- the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, Xbox Live actually has good games. Like last month, the free I game was Nights. I will, I will say that, yeah. That's, that's, PlayStation that's, Plus. That's 
PlayStation Plus was... is way more expensive as well, is the issue, and it has yeah. dreadful games. <laughs> I, I, I gave in once because I wanted to play Overwatch on my PS4 when I did have one. And I was looking at the games, and half of them was like, I'm never going to play that, I'm never going to play that, I don't even like that. Yakuza, yeah, I'll download and play that on my PS3. I remember, I remember when Yakuza 5 was um, on PS Plus. They've never, they never put good games on PS Plus. So when Yakuza oh. 5 went free, I was like, "Oh my god, the actual good like game is good on one. PS Plus." But the Xbox 360 had so many good games on uh, Xbox Live Gold. I don't which... think I only did. Did I ever go into Xbox Live Gold? Gold game for gold, whatever it is. Also, think... yes, that is definitely the best controller. Thank you, Jamie. Something I can finally agree with you with. <laughs> I th I think in general Xbox Live is just the better service. I've had less issues with it, and it was one of the cases where I really didn't mind actually paying for it. PlayStation Plus was sort of like, okay, I didn't used to have to play no, for PlayStation. Me, my old school friends doing Legendary on Halo Three co-op. That that shit was intense and fun. I think by far the game I spent the most uh, hours on online was once again Sonic and Sega All Stars yeah. Racing. I spent so many hours like just playing online and just destroying everyone. That was like the one online game that I actually got good at. That's when I got it on PS Vita on PS3 instead. I didn't have an Xbox then, and then eventually got it on PC, which I've done. How many hours have I done on PC? Twenty hours almost. And unf unfortunately, the 360 version is the only one that still has on active online. Because okay, mm, this is a on PS3. this is a bit odd because it started one year like 2010. It's just continued ever since. But me and my friend have had this tradition where we play Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing on the 23rd every year. And every every year we c can pretty much get a full lobby on the 360 version. But every time I even try and get any. Which is surprising for a game oh, like that. The original version, because the original version mm -hmm. doesn't have online on oh, PC. Yeah, online, yeah. Oh, the original. Oh my god. I did do that a lot on, on Xbox as well. I did have that on the original. Crazy. Yeah, no, like, we, we could get a full room on the original game, but, like, on PS3, I don't think I've even ever been able to get one person in an online game, so that just proves how much better, uh, how much better the, the 360 online scene was, in my opinion, compared to PlayStation. I'm never going to play online on ASR again, am I? <laughs> I'm being a PC pleb. Indeed. Yeah. But I can't remember if I asked this, but um, how about um, least favourite 360 game? Oof. 06 is an easy one, no. Yeah, that's a bit too easy. I'm trying to rack my brain. I, I said this to Jamie before and Chill, and it were Alpha Protocol. So it was a Sega. That was a Sega one as well. But the only reason I couldn't get into that game was that the controls felt really off to me. It felt that it probably feels better with a mouse and keyboard from what I was playing. That's, yeah, I just this... could not get into the game at all. I don't know if it's because I was. I, I don't know if it's because I was still young or not. But I was playing games like Halo. And it was an espionage game. I don't mind espionage games. I love stealth stuff as well. I played a lot of Splinter Cell. So, that was on PC though. So, I think you gave your opinion to this the other day, but I'm going to ask you one last mm -hmm. question. And it relates to the question of the week. So, uh, what is your favourite dash on the 360? Blades. That's what I started with. Blades, that's an unpopular opinion. Everyone else said NXE. 
I don't like it. I always like the blades and how it used to go. Yeah, the, the, awesome. I, I miss the noises from both NXE and Blades. The, the noise was so awesome. I just didn't. I don't like how they were constantly changing it though. It's like it lost its identity. It, it wasn't what it was anymore. I, I felt the I felt the NXE was the one with the most identity because like that yeah, yeah, that to me was... just screamed Xbox definitively. Yeah. I think I did like it, but once it evolved even more and more and more. It was like, no, please stop, you're just ruining it. You just <laughs> lost your identity. With with Blades, I was sort of like, okay, this is a cool concept, mm -hmm. but I think the execution could it's, be it's a bit It's more video gamey, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, I was like, well, this is a cool concept, but all it needs is just a bit of tweaking. And yeah. then, obviously, NXE comes along and completely changes it, but I'm like, even though this isn't what I wanted, it's so awesome. <laughs> That I just honestly love this dashboard, <laughs> but um, Doom Girl said an unpopular opinion. When I got when I got to the Xbox One, when I first got one, um, I didn't like that either. It's just I don't know. It just lacked the charm the original Xbox One had. Even 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 that the, the I remember actually when I was a bit younger, I was actually a bit hyped for the change. But as I got older, I, I grew I, I grew more of an appreciation for the blades. Yeah. How old was I when I got the Xbox 360? You said you were like 15, weren't you? Uh, when did 06 come out? 2006. Yes! <laughs> um, when did 06 come out? 07 on PS3, actually. You did, actually. So I got that in, what, 24th of November, 2006. Day before my birthday, so... Not like you counting or anything. Hmm. Yeah, so I would have had that. I went for three Xboxes. Between the span of 2006 to probably I think it was 2010. <laughs> oh, well, Doomgirl has actually said something I agree with. I actually do prefer the Xbox One pad over the 360 pad. It's really nice for 3D stuff. You know that controller I just got, the the Nintendo Switch one. Yep. That that one really reminds me of the 360 controller. The it's even got it's even got um the triggers are even molded after it. It just feels like a 360 Xbox One controller with Nintendo on it, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah. Indie. But I think, um, anyway, Dean, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. So, uh, any final <laughs> words you would like to say? I love you all. Except for Jamie. Mwah. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that, because I think it's almost funnier leaving it at that. So... Uh, yeah, I think it's just a lot funnier to leave it at that, but I'm gonna uh, just do one last check. With this person before I completely move on. <laughs> so, let's just um, check with them, and if not, we'll move on to the toppy mix. But, you know, it's always better to be safe than sorry in this case. And the, the music. This is the first time this has happened in the history of our topical resort. The music is about to loop. That never happens. We never. We, this segment normally only lasts ten minutes. It never lasts half an hour. Um. That's, that's okay anyway. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and drag this person on. And welcome to the show, Mister Cheese. What would you like to talk about today? Uh oh. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> I'd like to talk about. The different controllers because this reading electric boogaloo's post talking about the different c 
controllers made me think of the N64 controller. I mean, I guess go right ahead then. Um, now, personally, I grew up with both the PS1 and N64. And I never really thought about how weird the N64 controller was until much later in my life. I don't know what other people think about this because... Well, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people think it's weird, but I don't know what people thought when they first used it. Like, what about you? Did you grow up with the N64? No. Or not play it? I, I didn't grow up with the N64. I played it a, I played it a lot later on. In fact, I actually only bought one about two, three years ago. But... It's sort of like the controller, but I guess it took some time to get used to because it wasn't something I grew up with and therefore wasn't really accustomed to because it's completely different to anything I'd used before. Yeah. Yeah, all the other, like, 3D game or 3D consoles, they have two analog sticks, and this one, this one doesn't... Well, did the GameCube have two? Yeah, it did. That's right, okay. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the N64 only has one... Which it, it can make things weird, and I would definitely say that having two sticks makes it a lot better. I think the thing others also comment on is the fact that the stick is right in the middle of the pad rather than to the left, or to the upper left side of the pad, because it forces you to hold it in a rather bizarre way for a controller, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I can say that. After playing it for a while, like I actually quite like it still because I I, I play Goldeneye occasionally. Like I try to do little speed runs with it sometimes. I'm not very good at it, um, but I still have fun with it. And I actually really have found myself still quite enjoying it, even though I, I have access to other consoles. Uh, you grew up with a PlayStation, Electric Boogaloo. Your neighbor and cousin had N64s. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense, because, like I said, it, it's weird at first, but, but it, it's it's not so bad once you get used to it. That's, like, sort of what I feel. I really, I really did grow to like the controller, despite all the odds being against it. It's clear that it was designed for some games more than others, and there's just some stuff which does not feel natural to it, and I'd rather, quite frankly, use the Wii Virtual Console and use the GameCube controller through there, but... There's some stuff like Mario 64 and a few of the uh, Zelda games and I think Mario Kart 64 that really benefit from the controller, but then there's others where I just sort of think this this was clearly designed with multi-platform in mind for the PlayStation. Yeah, the, it's definitely got its range of quality usage. Like some games just don't work. Like I remember playing a wrestling game on the N64. Uh, WCW Nitro, and I, I, it was the worst game ever, in my opinion. It was just the, the like the controls are just so weird. You like your attacks or like the different C buttons, and like it, it was just I, I don't know. I haven't played it in years, so I barely remember it. Uh, the the but, camera uh, control was in particularly weird. What for? Other games? In general? No, just just for the um, N64, like the four C buttons rather than a second analog stick, stick, was an odd choice in my opinion. 
Yes. Yeah, like uh, as I mentioned earlier, Goldeneye, the default, the default scheme. You press C up to look down, and C down to look up, or something. At, or is it the other way around? Um, and you move with the stick. Like you move forward and turn left and right with the stick. But, but there's also the, like uh, a secondary control in that game where you can just look with the analog stick. Or just the stick, I don't know, I think it's analog, I don't know what it is. Which actually is a lot better, it's actually a lot closer to how games with two sticks work, because your your C buttons act as your second stick in a way. So, I mean... There's a, there's a control scheme for Goldeneye, I think, that actually lets you use a second controller as a second analog stick, which is great. That also yes. makes for some fun, for some fun multiplayer. Yes, yes, that is that is cool. I remember playing that a little bit as a kid, but then discovering that for some reason people use that in speedrunning. But then I re then the reason was uh, actually because of like a, a bug. If you use your second tr controller for moving, you can you can like get a head start. Like you'll be moving while you're in like like the intro. And so you're, you, it's like 0.3 seconds faster. It's pretty funny. Those crazy time saves. But I guess, um, you got any sort of final words you'd like to say before I drag back to the chill out? Uh, yes. Yesterday I played Sega Genesis for the first time in a long time. And it was a, it was like one of those Walmart store-bought things. And it had the start button in a different position. And so I was so surprised that I still remembered where the start button actually was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know why that, that stuck out to me so well. But I used one of those clone consoles recently, and the start button being in a different place startled me so much. I'm like, where physically is the button here? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was like, I pressed where it should be, and I was like, oh, what? where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's in the center? Okay. Actually, I don't think it was a clone console I used. It was um, at a convention. They had like, a third-party Mega Drive pad, and the start button was in a different place, and it threw me off so much. Uh, just the muscle memory of, I guess, having it in one place and then it being in another. It just takes a while to get used to again. <laughs> but I guess... Um... Right, well, oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Thank you. Thank you ah. for having me. It's been the pleasure. Um, yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the show, Mystic Cheese. And there we go, that was Mystic Cheese. And that was the end of the Discord call in. And now it's time for the Toppy Mix. So, Toppy Mix is where I pick a Sega track of my choosing. Oh, so, I pick a Sega track that isn't related to the topic of the episode. I pick a, not, I, I pick a remix which is related to the topic of the episode. And I pick a non Sega track which isn't related to the topic of the episode. Except in this case, it is. So, so since it's December 1st, we're going to kick things off with a track from Sonic Advance 2. So from Sonic Advance 2, this is Ice Paradise Act 2, right here on the Topical Resort. Let's get scratching.
and welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was from Child of Eden, that was Matrix. More specifically the second portion of the song because my version of the soundtrack splits it into two parts. Yeah, Child of Eden, absolutely fantastic game. For those of you who don't know, it's actually the spiritual successor to Res, a game which we all adore here at Radio Sega. However, it was published by the evil, the greedy Ubisoft. Yeah, no one likes them. Um... <laughs> It's a very good game, I'd highly recommend you pick it up, especially on the fact that you can get it for 50p, which is a disgrace. I got it on both PS3 and Xbox 360 for 50p, and genuinely, it's worth £100, let alone 50p. Highly recommend you get a copy. And we were having a good old chat about it, and um, how it actually supports the Xbox 360 Connect, although it also supports a controller, thank goodness, so we can play it with a Connect. Um, yes, before that, from Cast of Illusions, starring Mickey Mouse, brackets the 2013 remake, that was Enchanted Forest Act 2, that was our remix, because it's a remix of, um, or it's a remix of a track from Cast of Illusion, the original Mega Drive game, and starting off the block was from Sonic Advance 2, that was our Sega track of the week, that was Ice Paradise Act 2, because it's December 1st, and we got to get on a bit of chilly music. Yes, you've almost been going for three hours now, this is ridiculous, and I'm going to pad this out so it actually does last longer than three hours. So, um, actually Boogaloo says, I like Rayman. I love Rayman 2, Rayman Legends, such a great game. But you know, I don't like Ubisoft, but I like the games they make. <laughs> That's just sort of, sort of what you have to deal with, being a fan of major corporations and all that. Yes, yeah, so in case you haven't uh, quite noticed yet, Sega Mixer Drive isn't on tonight. Um, if it was, we're about an hour late. I apologise, Rexy, of course. But no, um, Sega Mixer Drive has now been delayed up until... Well, Sega Mixer Drive has now been delayed up until Sunday night at 7pm, where you can listen to the best Sega remixes. But unfortunately... It's the last episode of the show, or the, the series, sorry. The show will be coming back um, in 2018. But yeah, that's a shame, because we all love Sega Mix Drive, and obviously it's the backbone of our radio station at this point. You know, it's been here since 2013, and it's quite honestly, you know, <laughs> everyone, I think it's a lot of people sort of, you know, reliant, if that's the right word I'm looking for. Um... I guess Sega Mix Drive, in a sense, it's sort of, you can rely on it, it's there every week, that's the point I'm trying to get at, you know, it's a reliable show, sort of like the Topical Resort is, and now that's gone, the only reliable show you have left is Topical Resort, so get hyped for that, um, yeah, so your next show will be, will be either RSN Live, with voice on the Mumble server, of course, at 2am GMT, or it will be tomorrow at 8pm GMT on Saturday with my man Rav Sieg with the Chart Top Asia Show, playing you the top 20 tracks requested on Radio Sega this week, as well as playing you some of the absolute best... I don't know what the other segment is. Maybe it'll be a Fight to Streams flashback. Maybe it'll be a Chart Stoppers. Or maybe even... It might be Flash Trivia, although we're giving up hope that it'll be Flash Trivia. We, we all want it back. We all, we all want it to return, Ravseek. Um, Electric Boogaloo asked what a mumble server is. Um, basically, imagine Discord, but for nerd, no. <laughs> a mumble server is basically another type of voice chat it, as such, and voice, voice um, of RSN runs his own mumble server that instead takes place, or instead the show takes place over there rather than on our Discord server. 
And yeah, so that's what's going on there. After that, or after um, the chart topping show, the next show will obviously be um, the Blue Zone with BT. BT. <laughs> the next show will be the Blue Zone with PT Kickass at 5 p.m. and uh, that will be the Sonic Mania episode. And after that, will be the one year anniversary episode. Yes. So finally, you know, the, not finally, but you know, the Blue Zone has come to an end of season one, and soon it will be back with season two, which will hopefully, you know, be focusing on a few more, I guess, obscure Sonic games rather than the main series. After that, will be uh, Sega Mixer Drive at 7 p.m. And after that, I can't tell you when the next show will be. <laughs> um. There is a chance it might be the Hidden Palace, although I'm not sure. I don't think it will be. Uh, it could be the Hidden Palace at 10pm GMT, or if not, it could be... <laughs> yeah, it could be the Sega Lounge at 8pm GMT, but once again, that might not happen. And um, if it's not any of those, then your next show will be me, once again, Friday at 7pm, with the Topical Resort. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. What's the episode for next week? And I've given you clues, alright? I said I'm going to save talking about Space Channel 5 for next week. I've said I'm not going to play Res music because I'm going to talk about it next week. And I'm going to leave you with one more clue, which is... Next week, we'll be visiting an old friend. Yes, I have been Green Viper 8. You have been awesome, you have been Electric Boogaloo, you have been Doom Girl, you've been Shaddix, you've been Mystic Cheese, you've been Veritex, you've been a Cry Bristol, you have been myself, <laughs> you've been a few other people in the chat room, you've been Jamie, uh, who else am I forgetting? You've been Sarah Rose, you've all been awesome, more importantly, you've also been Twinny. Uh, some people in the chat have correctly guessed the uh, the theme of next week, yes. Um, I'm not going to say it on air, but yes, if you've guessed it, well done. And enjoy another free hour special next week, because we've got to make the most of it. For the first time in almost a year, I'm going to be talking about that awesome topic. But as for now, I've been Green Viperate, you guys have been awesome. Apologies for the last three hours of rambling, but you know, we had the opportunity so we had to do an extra long show for one of my favourite consoles. So join me again next week when I'll also be talking about one of my favourite consoles. But for now, I'm actually going to uh, break a tradition which is I normally only play one song from one game on Topical Resort unless it's in the um, request block. But I've broken this because this is the second time i played a track from this game. So I'm going to leave you with a track from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, Sonic 06, the dreaded awful game. So, this is the boss theme of Solaris Phase 2, also known as the true final boss, right here on the Topical Resort. I have been Green Vaporate, and, as always, stay topical.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.